0: But then, of course, like so many inspirational people in my life, like you, like watching you crush it. Like, there's so many people that inspire me on the daily that I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, everyone is human, right? So we have our off days, but then we see our peers and people who inspire us, and it's like, oh my God, they're going, like, all right, let's keep going. Gets you back on your day, too. So there's so many different motivating factors. Welcome to Unstoppable.
1: The podcast for anyone who believes that their past and current circumstances do not define their future potential. I'm Karina Burton, your host and co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning. This show is a series of profounding conversations that share stories and experiences of unstoppable people. Those who are willing to change, discover what it means to be aligned, and who are also willing to face tough challenges that stand between them and their dreams. As a coach and marketing expert, I live my life believing that I am unstoppable. Now I want you to know that you are unstoppable too. I'm so excited to announce that we have Pamela Baharding on our episode, uh, Unstoppable Podcast. She is a serial entrepreneur, a real estate mogul, coach, and dynamic public speaker. She went from delivering pizzas to a nine-figure real estate career to be featured in Forbes and Time Magazine. She is dedicated to empowering underdogs to rise within all of us and is known as top 100 international acclaimed podcast called The Underdog. I was able to be featured on one of her podcasts and she is literally amazing. I love her so much. Thank you so much, Pamela, for joining us.
0: Thank you so (laughs) much for having me, Karina. This is like absolutely incredible. And I'm just so excited to see you start this and take off with this and just all that you're doing in the world. I love it. And I love you. So let's rock and roll. Awesome.
1: Well, okay. So we wanted to kind of go with a theme since it's the unstoppable podcast. I would love to know what is one of the unstoppable moments in your life that made you realize that you were unstoppable.
0: So there was many, many different ways that I had unstoppable moments, right? Because one of my biggest things is like fearlessness, right? Like regret is far worse than fear. And how did I get that way? Well, there was quite a few reasons why. And the very first one and what it really goes back to and where I was rooted the most was, you know, my my parents came to the US when I was five years old. So I came from Tirana, Albania, that's where I was born. I was born literally at the collapse of the communist era. Like literally it was 1991. Like the dictatorship was just being taken down. Like, I remember even still as a kid, you know, I would be, be running up to the windows. My grandmother would pull me back like at nighttime because that is crazy. To be. it, it's so it's like and I remember it as a kid. I think it was like two, but it's like, you know, those weird things you remember from when you were a kid. And that was one my my grand my grandmother, like yanking the back of my shirt and like pulling me in. She's like, don't ever go by the window at nighttime when there's tanks because they will shoot. And they do. And so like I just like that's the environment that. Albania was. So my parents, they actually fled, right? Because even when the communism came down, there's still so much reform that has to happen. So my parents like basically fled to Rome, Italy. Um, I lived there until I was five. And then from there, like we would go back and forth and visit Albania, you know, to see my grandparents and stuff. And that's where those moments like that would come up, even when it was the collapse of communism, things like that would happen. Um, But we came to the US when I was five, because my grandmother put my parents' names in the visa lottery. And they had no idea, no clue. Like the way that you win the visa lottery here is like, it's pretty much just like a regular lottery. You put the names in. If you get chosen, you have a two year like grace period to stay or go, but at least you have the opportunity to come here legally, Mm -hmm. right? You get your green card. And then from there you can go through naturalization process or whatever. But like my parents at the time where they were chosen, they didn't have any family here. Didn't know how to speak English, had no job security, no idea where they were going to live. Um, and they had very, very little saved because they didn't know, obviously, that my grandmother put their names in. And the day that my little brother was born, <laughs> she literally walked into the hospital. And was like, hey, congratulations on your baby boy. By the way, your name's <laughs> chosen to go to the visa lottery in the United States. And my dad's like, oh, we're going. And my and my mom was like, ah, uh-uh. she's like, I just birthed a child. Like, wait, you know, Pam's five. We don't, you know, and then all of the other reasons that I listed. And they came and we stayed with a family like family friend that we knew of we didn't even personally know for like three four months until we got on our feet and then my parents like took off from there and it was like growing up in an environment where you see the impossible become possible like it was literally like my parents i always say they were the ogs the the original underdogs, right? Because they came here like everything was against them, right? No English, no family, no, no, this barely any money saved, like everything odds were completely against them. And somehow they were able to create what they created. And they put everything on the line and sacrificed it all for me, you know, to become somebody and to invest in my education and like all these things that they did to push me forward. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I look back at that, it's like watching my parents do what they did. It's like, I can do anything if they can do that, then I can I have no excuse. I can literally do anything and I think that that's where all of my unstoppable moments come from because every time I'm I think I like doubt myself or think I can't do something, I like think about it and I'm like, Pam, your, your parents literally came here with absolutely nothing and like achieved the American dream and like yeah. look what you've you've done as well. And it's like that's how you become unstoppable when you hear stories of people actually making it that way Mm -hmm. against all odds, it's the most inspiring thing in the world. So that would definitely be it for me.
1: I love it. I honestly have like the chills. Like I have chills all over my body because it's the same thing that I try to share with people is your circumstances do not define you. You are capable of making your own decisions and making your own way. And even if you are literally having every single odd against you, you can still find that small window to get to the other side, but how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to change your life? And yes, your story is truly amazing. And, and it, it could have gone a completely different direction when it comes to you know, dealing with um, a war situation, right? You feel so handicapped. You feel like there's just literal fear. not just this fictitious fear that you are thinking up in your brain like you're seeing it outside Mm -hmm. your window and still your family was brave enough to go to a completely different country to make a better life Mm -hmm. um that's so 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 beautiful i love it um i am wanting to know more about your career and how you started you said you went from being a pizza delivery driver to now a nine-figure mogul. So I'm I'm so curious to know, how did you get from, you know, obviously point A is you apply for your first job, right? And you're you're doing that. And then, but how did you get to that point?
0: Yeah, so along to, it's basically add on to my family story. This also ties in with mine a lot. So my father, he, because he couldn't speak English and he, he got into weird jobs and one of them, you know, jobs because you can't speak English. It's yeah. manual labor pretty much. And he had like three or four of them. And honestly, he got into the restaurant world and he worked back of house. So he was cooking and whatnot. And he became friends with the owner and the beco- owner became like his mentor. And as his mentor, he told him, you know, like, cool. the way that you build wealth in America is one of two ways. A, you own real estate, B, you own your own business. He's like, go out and buy a business. And so my dad did. And he bought a pizza restaurant when I was 10 years old. And because my dad was working all the time, and I was a daddy's girl, I just wanted to hang out with my dad all the time. Because at that time, we lived like 40 minutes away from where the restaurant was. So he would be gone all day. And so I wanted to go to work with him. So I started working there when I was literally 10. So it was funny, because by the time I was 18, I was running the show over there. Like I did the deliveries, I would you know, basically all like I started, I started with the phones in the very beginning, then got into the deliveries as I got older, as become, became a teenager, then operations, then marketing, then the like everything by the time I was 18. And then by the time I was 21, I had two of my own restaurants plus his on the back end. So oh my gosh. it was, um, it was interesting though, because, and a lot of people think I like pre-planned this and this was predestined And then like, honestly, that's not the case at all. So when I went to college, I went initially into Stonehill, my undergrad, for four years as marketing and then my and i pretty much got like a full scholarship there Mm -hmm. and then what happened was there was a supplied calculus for business class that i was taking and i have a really hard time with math like things that just don't make sense like calculus no offense to anyone who's listening to this and (laughs) likes calculus but like it makes no logistical sense in my mind like i was a beast in chemistry i was a beast in geometry in high school like monster calculus i just i algebra like I couldn't process like I don't get it like at all and so I had about a 30 midway through the semester and it was like literally the last day that I could drop the course and I was like you know what um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk my sponsor my sponsorship to school like I'm just gonna drop this class and then that sent me into this whole wave of like feeling like a failure and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna have to pivot I don't want to do this blah 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 and I was like you know what let me just change my major altogether so I changed it to communications, and then. And then I was like, but I still love business. Like I, you know, I still wanna like work for someone when I graduate. And maybe when I'm like forty, I'll, you know, I'll start my own business or something. Yeah. And like and that also was crazy because I then I changed into a double major into business as well. Business, like my entrepreneurship. I was yeah. ironically, I was the first one in my college's history to create my own entrepreneurship major. Period. Yeah. Like the mind was <laughs> created, and then I created my own. And so I had that in tandem with communications, and so like I'm still going. Like it was like my junior year spring semester up until this the summer when was it before my senior year. I still thought I was working for someone when I graduated. However, I had the spring internship my junior year of college. I want to say high school, but no, it's college. And truthfully, it was insane. Like, I will never forget these three words that I was told. And so I had a spring internship at a place that I literally thought I was going to work at when I graduated because I really wanted to do marketing and events. Mm -hmm. That was my thing. I wanted to do marketing and events and that was it. And so I literally sat down and like was going everywhere. I was going in person trying to get internships, do this, this and this. And then I got this internship, which is very highly sought out. I was a beast at it. I was there every single day early. I was cranking stuff out. I was participating when I wasn't supposed to. There was like all these things. And at the end, when I got my like semester review, and if you're there on time, you're participating, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like you just expect you're going to get an A. Like, why would you not, right? Because you've been participating, doing everything you're supposed to do, being on time, like all that. So I walk into my supervisor's office and she's like, um... I was like, oh, yes, Chris. so, like, what was my grade? And she's like, B minus. I was like, um, okay, why? Like, you know, and, and she's like, oh, you, you were just too ambitious. Four words, actually. She said, you are just too ambitious. And, like, I remember just feeling this rage at first. Maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio. I don't know. And, like, we just, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but, but, like... And I, and I just got so frustrated. I'm like, all of this effort, all of these things that I've done, I've gone, I've gone above and beyond, and it's like this woman does not care. She, she's like, oh, you know, you were finishing things up, and then like right away you had something else to do. And I'm like, what? Like, wouldn't you? Isn't that what you want? Like, what yeah. doesn't make any sense, right? And anyway, she was like she said that I walked out of there. I was like, thank you so much. blah. Well, I kept my cool walked out. I remember just walking out of the threshold and I don't even know, like it was like something hit me and it was like, Pam, you're going to crush it on your own. You don't need yeah. anybody. You don't need to work yeah. for anybody. And I literally remember calling my parents after I left the building and I was like, mom, dad, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, what I'm going to start. I just know I am not working for anybody when I graduate period. Like, that's like, I'm not doing it. And they were like freaking out. They're like, Oh my God, you were supposed to work for someone when you graduated, have that security and, da, 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 da. Like, you know, cause they didn't want me to hustle the way yeah. that they have right in the restaurant world. And I get it. They're doing it as a form of protection, but I'll get that now. But at the time I was like, mm. <laughs> um, but you know, and then everything transitioned. And then that's when I started working on my first business, like my first like dessert restaurant. And then I got a partnership with another partner for a restaurant in downtown Boston. And then we controlled all operations for July 4th from like crossing miles of Boston. And like, we dealt with all the street vendors. Like it was just, it was crazy. So by the time I was 21, I literally had two restaurants. And that is and then from there, just building different, wanting to build different streams of revenue is where I got into real estate just, and I just wanted to flip. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I just want to learn how to flip houses on the side in addition to my restaurant so that I can make more money. Right. And mm-hmm. then real estate ended up. Up taking over my life, which was totally cool, but that's how it all started. Like it was not planned this way, yeah. by any means. It was kind of like things happen and everything like completely pivoted and shifted. Yeah,
1: I think that's amazing because that's truly um, the definition of life. Like there's so many ebbs and flows. You are literally thinking, okay, and it's really all about taking the first step. Once you take that first step, you're like, I'm going towards my goal, which is to be successful in. X, Y, and Z. Right. But to get there, it literally does these like turns that take you spirals and ups and downs and left and right. And you're like, wait a second. I'm But you keep your eye on the prize and you will eventually get there. And one of the things that I totally just resonated with you was, um, and I swear, Pamela, there are so many times that I feel like you, you and I have this, um, same synergy of like experiences in life but um I had someone tell me um back in gosh I want to say this was like four or five years ago that I was too ambitious and that they used it like a dirty word and I was like what and I was so confused I was like what I I didn't know that was such a bad thing to be such an ambitious person and have these goals and you start to realize this world that um, people will try to cap you. They put their their own feelings and they deflect on you. And they don't want to see you thrive because they are too afraid to step out into the unknown. And so they try to hold you back and it's insane. Reese Witherspoon actually wrote a um, this beautiful quote, I don't know the entire thing, but she did say specifically in the quote, ambitious is not a dirty word. So obviously this is something that is um, not a common thing, but it's not uncommon for people to um, look at other people who are extremely ambitious and almost look down at them, right? Instead of, and it's really because they're deflecting their own feelings and their own um, an ability to go outside their comfort zone, because as you know, Pamela, to achieve greatness is to be uncomfortable a lot. <laughs> I would say like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. All and the time. You just have to do it. Um, so I am curious to know because I get asked this question a lot, just as personally. Um, but I've experienced a lot of hardship in my life. Um, a lot of times where things have not gone right. And how did I get myself out of it? And I'm pretty sure that you have had similar experiences where you have had some very dark moments in your life. And I would love to know, you know, more about that and how
0: you were able to get yourself to the other side. For sure. For sure. So I had, I mean, you know, growing up, I was always hustling, I was always working, right? And a lot of my coping mechanisms and how I am as a person was very much, and like watching my parents, there's a lot of emotional repression, like mm-hmm. you hide everything and store everything away and suppress it all and just keep working, working until you're exhausted and then you pass out when you, you know, shower and pass out when you get home or stay so busy that your mind isn't on it. That's mm-hmm. what I would always do. And Still, kind of do a little bit (laughs) sometimes, you know, when things get a little crazy. But, but like now, I have much better like coping mechanisms. But, you know, when I was younger, you know, I had, I was like, I was the prom queen in high school. Like, I had, you know, I dated the quarterback. You know, we long term relationship and all of these things. And then like he dumped me, and I went, and then he went to college, and so then I just felt like, okay, what the hell? Like, this was my high school sweetheart. Like, what, you know, like just things started happening. Mm-hmm. And so I fell for a person that was quite possibly the most toxic, negative. Imagine everything horrible in a person activated. And and actually, I remember we had a conversation about this for, for yeah. you on, on, on my podcast. And like, just like, and like, I didn't know at the time because I was, you know, like sweet talking wow. and all of that. Like, you don't, you know, when you're naive, you don't, you don't know, you know what I mean? And then you come to find out like who this person actually is. And then just the manipulation and like everything. It was just, it was like my entire college career. I was battling with a like awful, awful partner wow. who took like, and, like drained the soul out of me and it's like I I don't blame him and I don't have any hate towards him or anything like that these days at all I mean it's it's like you know I know that it's because of his trauma and like there's so much that happened in his own life that he projects that out right and that's who he's become so I know that it's not his fault right but it is his his duty to heal right like I always say like yes you have trauma and all that but it's your responsibility to heal right but sometimes people aren't aware and that's the problem yeah. And so that was a really tough moment in my life because so much was transitioning for me. And it was like, then here I was dealing like in shambles and when it comes yeah. to like relationship and personal life. And like, I, it's like, I always had to like the devil on my shoulder and my angel, it was a constant battle all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. people were in my ear, like Pam, why are you with him? What, you know, like constant. Yeah. And I don't, and I still to this day don't understand like how I got stuck in that. Right. Like you look back and you're like, yeah why <laughs> like and then you realize how much you were held back from and it's like it, it makes you feel even worse but then it's like you know what i needed that i needed that to know what what true love actually is now right
1: absolutely i like to call that the um boiling frog effect um you know and that can happen in any relationship whether it's a you know romantic relationship a work relationship your partnership um mm-hmm you know, initially you can kind of see these red flags, but you don't really realize what's happening because it's the boiled frog effect, right? You right. slowly start cooking the frog and it doesn't recognize that it's in this danger, um, toxic environment that is bound to, you know, die in this pot. And, um, you know, and so you slowly boil it and then instead of just dropping it right into this toxic environment, it happens in such a way that you look back because, you know, like you, I look back at some of my partnerships and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, this is insane. But then you then can see the red flags. You trust your intuition a lot more. There's so much positive, that can come from these negative experiences. You just have to learn from them and become a better person, which obviously, you know, you have recently um, just got married and congratulations, Pamela. I I was just saying before the show started, um, her wedding was magnificent. So congratulations for for that. but what motivates you and what makes you really passionate, right? Like what is that thing that makes you tick? There's always something um, for everyone. It's different. So I would love to know what is it for you?
0: So for me, it's the underdog, right? Like hearing those words, like you're too ambitious. And then like, just, you know, cause I also have family friends. When I was starting in real estate and mm-hmm. stuff, people were like, you know, literally one of my dad's friends that I really respected who was real who is still a real estate developer. He literally was like, oh, yeah, you should stick to ice cream and like pizza, like, or like basically stick to your restaurants when I was telling him I was getting in the real estate game. And I was just like, whenever I feel like self-doubted like that, it's like, well, if that person thinks that, then maybe a lot of people do. And you know what? It's time to change the narrative. Like, let's go, you know? So like that whole underdog thing, like, like it's like the ignite of the fire. And then not only that, but that whole thing about regret being far worse than fear. Like I've seen a total of three people pass in front of me, like literally take their last breaths and go into the next life. And I just being in those moments, like it changes you forever. And you realize like when people are sitting at your bedside and everybody's like praying, talking about memories, playing your favorite songs, like talking about the legacy and the impact that you've had on their lives. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about money. Nobody's talking about anything. Right. And, and nobody says, I wish I worked more, but a lot of people end up saying, and and even hospice workers have told me this, that people say, I wish I did this. And I wish I did mm-hmm. that like, to me that te- like, that's probably the number, number, number one motivator to like, think about like almost fast forwarding to that moment. Like when I'm about to meet my maker and he or she, or the divine or God knows like what they, what it even looks like in the universe, right. Our higher power asks me, you know, what did you do with the gifts that I blessed you here with on earth? I want to say I gave it every damn thing I got.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: So it's like, I always think about that. It's like, you know, when it comes to that point in your life, like, what will you be saying? Right. What, what will people be saying about you? Are you going to feel fulfilled? Did you give it everything you got? Are you going to sit there and say, "Mm, maybe I should have, like, maybe I should have done this, you know? So that's a huge, huge, huge motivator. And then of course, everything else, like when people underestimate you, that's, that's a big one too. But then, of course, like so many inspirational people in my life, like you, like watching you crush it, like there's so many people that inspire me on the daily that I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, everyone is human, right? So we have our off days, Mm -hmm. but then we see our peers and people who inspire us. And it's like, oh, my God, they're going like, all right, let's keep going. Gets you back on your way too. So there's so many different motivating factors.
1: I love that because you see other people's success and instead of it um, being something that makes, you know, it can make. Other people feel insecure and maybe they are not capable of achieving the same thing. Instead for you, you're like, yeah, this lights my fire. This empowers me. And there are so many other people in the world like that, right? That's why we have these podcasts to be able to say, hey, we are not the only ones who have this capability of being an underdog and being extremely successful, right? There is so utilizing other people's success as our motivators. Um, so I would love to know more about your real estate. I'm actually really—I mean, I'm in commercial uh, in um, construction. I've been in commercial real estate for ten years, just you know, working in the industry. And I find it so fascinating. I really can't wait to start dabbling in the whole, um, investing in real estate. Um, that's my next goals, but I want to know more about you and how, where you're at, what's going on, all the details of your
0: success. For sure. So when I first started, I was in the restaurant world and I was like, I want to create a different stream of revenue, which is like basically to flip houses. Like that was my goal. That's all I wanted to do. I had no interest in anything else. Like nothing about agency, nothing about nothing. I wanted Mm -hmm. to flip. That was it. And so I got into that. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I should probably get my real estate license so that I can keep my commissions on stuff because that adds up at the end of the day. I'm going to be buying and selling all the time. I'm going to be transacting. So might as well make that money for myself. Why not? Yeah got that license and then from there just flipping kept taking off and then there was like commercial real estate the commercial real estate firm like headhunted me and was like Pam you know like you have your real estate license we can teach you commercial and stuff you have so many connections to so many entrepreneurs and you know you'd be you'd be like great at it it's just like you know it's just like talking to friends it's a numbers game and I'm like Okay cool like I would be open to trying it like you know in tandem with what I do. I was like don't don't get it twisted. I said you know my development company comes first and my construction right because I've always been a, a like a real estate developer and construction mm-hmm. person first and then was the agency side. And so learned that whole game and then just like built this crazy career so it was always like development construction and brokerage. So like all three and I still have that now. But what's happening in my world is you know the market's about to shift big time like
1: oh yeah very- insights Pamela
0: I to- <laughs> we're hearing I like I'm hearing it like alarms ringing with stuff about stock market and yeah. you know you know anyone can research this who's listening as much as they want to and and take a look and you know verify for yourselves but every economist every single person that I know who's very smart with their money and who's ultra rich and wealthy they've all been like Pam caution you make sure you're not over leveraged make sure you're not like you know you sell off everything you don't want to keep for another seven years Mm -hmm. they're like just just stay liquid because a crash is coming and so they're saying that stock market february of 22 and then ironically two days ago i see an article that feds will raise rates in february of 22 and i'm like oh Oh my god. like you know between this inflation and like you know the stocks and everything doing what they are and then like money being pumped into the economy and real estate, you know, COVID, right. COVID has caused a lot of companies to restructure a lot of layoffs, a lot of things. But however, the, like the, the government grants and everything that, you know, paying people out and all this stuff has made us quite lazy a little bit as a nation. But now that's about to, all these forbearances are about to come due all these things are about to come like, it's just, they're warning me that it's going to be a storm. So, even before I knew about this, I've been hearing about it since 2019, but everything got pushed because of COVID and all that. Mm -hmm. But um, now I'm working on building my team, right? So I just merged my brokerage with eXp Realty. So we are now international. Like I can have a team anywhere in the world that can just there and crush it. There's no franchise fees, no royalty fees, nothing. Like literally, like it's like 85 bucks a month. You can build your own brand within the company and build out your own team and do whatever it is that you want, right? And I'm like- this is so cool. So I'm like, that's what I'm primarily focused on now, in addition to some construction and development coming on, because mm-hmm. I'm cautioning on buying anything that's not, you know what I mean, price point wise, because you yeah. just don't know where the value is going to be six to six months to a year mm-hmm. to two years from now, right? So I've been very cautious of my investment since 2019 to make sure that if something came, I was, you know, I was fine. Yeah. So, so that's what it is, really. It's the development, the construction, and then there's the agency side. So that's like the career side of me. And then of course, like activating my public speaking side Mm -hmm. and like my empowerment side. Like I literally, I have a a trip coming up to Egypt in, um, in April, we're doing like spiritual retreats where we're mixing the business and the spiritual world together. And so to unlock your soul potential. yeah, Yeah. So it's a new company called ether alchemy. So like, I'm doing all these things, but like my biggest thing is to add as much value as humanly possible in the in the world. So that's like, there's a lot of things, but yeah. those are the main, those are like the main ones, but it's all, it's all Perfect. targeted towards growth and, and empowering others and watching, giving them the tools to succeed mm-hmm. and the resources and all of that. So in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have covered so much, you have experienced so much, you have so much knowledge. I absolutely love that you are also a believer that your spiritual, your spirituality, right. And you can have that be, um, whether it's a being or whether it's an energy, Um, spirituality and being in business to me is together, right? Because if you don't have your mindset in the right place, if you are not aligned, if you really haven't looked at yourself in the mirror and given yourself a really good look, you're really going to struggle and not achieve your greatest potential. Right. And I think, I mean, especially being in the construction industry, um, it's male dominated. Yeah, um, <laughs> which I, I'd love to chat with you about a little more about that and how that's been for you. But um, for a long time, so many people have been like, you know, per- personal, right? Could be considered your emotions, your yeah. spirituality. Um, that should be, really not talked about it's really just about analytics business and if it looks good on paper then it's accurate and I don't believe that sounds like you um are on that same page of being able to embrace the two together because you're going to be your most optimal self um I would like to know you've just like piqued my curiosity and I think that other people are now 2022 I mean I saw it in 2021 people are now really embracing emotion mindset and being aligned and and um, honing that in with their um, career with their entrepreneurship with you know their career path. so if you could share a little bit about that I would love to know because yeah. I didn't know any about anything about that
0: yeah so it's interesting because this journey started with me like years ago before I started my podcast right like I did I was not the person to show emotion because I was always the tough cookie the toughest egg to crack like don't cry like kind of you know what I mean like just like hardcore yeah. right? so, so like for me being vulnerable was like uh-uh no not doing it and then you know like the podcast forced me to and then just everything else in life and now I'm like you know what I can't keep this in because it's not who I am deep down. Right. Like Tony Robbins says this and I Mm. absolutely like it resonates with me and I hear it in my head every day. Business is a spiritual game. Right. Like 100 percent and energy never lies. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like I had to do so much personal development work on myself to get me to the levels that I got at. Cause people are like, Pam, how did you, like you just turned 30? Like, how the hell did you achieve what you achieved? And I'm like, honestly, it was a a ton of hustle and drive. Right. Which all stemmed from my parents. But a lot of that was like breaking through my blocks. Like I still Mm -hmm. have blocks that I'm working through. Right. Like, like, um, am I good enough? Imposter syndrome, like all of these things that, really do exist in the world. And it's like through your spirituality, knowing that there's a, there's a higher power. And like Mm -hmm. the way that I always say it is this, like my metaphor is like, well, when you jump into a pool, you jump, right? Yeah. That's because you know, you're going to float back up. Why don't you do that in real life? The universe has got you, whatever it is that you believe in. Like we're all thinking of the same thing, just in different ways. Right? Like there is a higher power, but Everyone has their own, like, sort of identity with what that is. And that's totally cool and awesome, Mm -hmm. right? All you have to know is that you're going to float back up. And I think that what happens is, like, we get this fear and, like, all these things. And I I just, like, go ahead and do because I'm like, I'm fine. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Exactly. The universe has got me. If if it's not supposed to go right, it's going to direct me somewhere else where I'm supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. or this is where I was supposed to be. So, sweet. I took the jump. Like, you know. For me it's the the spirituality game has always been like a big thing since I was since I was really young and and getting older and being in the room with people a lot older than me super highly successful and just like down to earth human beings like yourself and they're just they're just talk about the spirituality and everything and I'm like why is nobody actually like really talking about this this is like everything to do with business everything. the most successful people I know are highly spiritual you know believe in energy and like all these things and they're like and I'm like, why don't you talk about it? And they're like, well, you know, we don't want people to think we're like crazy woo-woo. I'm like, it's not crazy woo-woo, yeah. it's energy. It's been proven by science. Like yeah. it's not woo-woo anymore, you know? So I'm like, you know what? Through through my newest, um, it's not really a company. It's more of a ministry really because it's more on the nonprofit side of things mm-hmm. that my business partner is actually a, a very world-renowned psychic medium and healer. And so we're developing these types of programs and retreats where we literally bring in like I bring the business she brings the spiritual side and we combine it together to like smash through anything and everything you've got because at the end of the day you can have all the business tools and everything that you want in the world handed to you on a silver platter if you have not worked on yourself and walked through the blocks that you have abundance things mindset like you were saying like you're gonna stay in the same place yeah
1: absolutely the truth it is the truth You look at people and you're like, you have all the tools in front of you. And if you are not healed inside, you almost feel like you don't even know how to utilize them at all because you can't see what you have in front of you. And so I always think like the very first thing to do is really get yourself in aligned spiritually and knowing who you are and having um, loving everything about you the flaws, the good, the, you know, failures, the successes, all of it. And, um, taking a really good look at yourself. I, wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so grateful. So before we end, I want to ask my last question for you is going to be, um, I would love to know if you were able to go back to your, um, younger self, What would be three key mantras, right? Three words that would be something that you would tell yourself, live by these three words. What would they be?
0: Yes. Regret is far worse than fear. Love it. Remember that. That, That's a big one. And then stop caring what people think, right? Yeah. Because who cares at the end of the day, right? Like more than... 95% of the time, people are so insecure with what they've got going on with themselves. Meanwhile, you're worried about what that person's thinking of you. Meanwhile, like, it's like this recurring cycle of Mm -hmm. things. And it's like, you just spent all that energy worrying about what that person is going to think about you. And then it's not even on their mind kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and then also it's like, what do you have to lose by trying? Nothing, absolutely nothing.
1: And your younger self, did you feel those things or did you, you know- did you question that or is that something that you've are you
0: you know, you've learned over time? I've learned over time because as a kid, I was actually really shy and like really nervous and always because I, it probably stems from the fact that I was bullied as a kid when I was in mm-hmm. middle school. And I was always like worried about like what other people would think of me and like all of these things. And like, just, it was like horrible. Like I still remember the girls who bullied me, their full names, like all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it, right? because of the way that that felt and and i because of that my self-consciousness like you know like my self-confidence really wasn't where it should have been and so like when that stuff starts to take over then you start to doubt yourself and you start to have fear about certain things like oh, i don't think i can do that because you don't believe in yourself right so it was this is what i mean like so much self-work and so much self-development has mm-hmm. gone into who i am today um, to get me to that level, to break through those yeah. mindsets that I had growing up. And those stuck with me for a while. But then, you know, throughout the years, I was always continuously working on myself. And I had the cheerleaders in my life really made a difference. Like teachers, mentors, yeah. parents that were just like, "Nah, you got this. Like, don't even, you know, and then that's how I broke through all of that. So those cheerleaders were everything in my life. And I just pray and hope that I can be a cheerleader for others to help them get to the next level. So totally. that's, that's what I'm all about. Well, you
1: are a proven person that shows if you follow your dreams, no matter what, you can continue to achieve them and then go even above and beyond that and like start doing things that are of service, uh, nonprofit and giving back to your community. And I'm a huge advocate about, you know, success in business will come, but when you have in mind of being an impact and changing your community, your reach is going to be exponential and the success of your business will continue to to thrive. But the people that you bless, the people's lives that you change are everlasting, right? Those are the things that continue to go on forever. So thank you so much, Pamela. I would love, I know people are going to be so interested in knowing more about you and um, what you're going to continue to be up to. So please let us know where um, they can find you, your platforms, your, your website, all of the above.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a true honor. I highly love and adore you and everything that you're up to in the world. And I think this is so awesome. But the way to reach me is definitely through like LinkedIn, Instagram, um, and my website. So it's all Pamela Bardi On Instagram, it's Pamela underscore Barty. So please connect with me. Would love, love, love to connect with all of you. And uh, let's just keep inspiring and crushing it.
1: She also, I'm going to mention, she does have um, her podcast, The Underdog, which is amazing. Check out my episode with her. (laughs) No, but you should follow her and um, her podcast because um, she really has amazing uh, guests and great topics as well. So thank you again, Pamela. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Unstoppable. Make sure to visit my website, KarinaBurton.com, where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, make sure to leave a review. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Karina Burton. And remember, your past and current circumstances do not define your future. Keep chasing after your dreams into reality.